I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm just explaining the innards. Oh, happy day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Man City got a nervy win. Everton got a thumping win. And Crystal Palace got a Premier League status securing win. <laughs> Marcus Speller, Luke Moore and Pete Donaldson in your ears. No Jim Campbell. Yo, yo. He's no. had too many eggs. Too Jim, many eggs. Jim Campbell's suffering down the stretch, down the running. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's injuries, it's suspensions. Yeah, yeah. They're piling up. Absolutely. He can't it's compete too, at the top level. It's too much. <laughs> he's, in the, he's, he's in that sort of zone where he's, you know, yeah. he's, he's not quite Premier League level when it comes to fitness. A Huckabee zone. The Huckabee zone, yeah. yes. Uh, it's a long season, though, isn't it, Marcus? It's mm. a very long. Off season. Off the back of a World Cup as well, we've had no, we've had no rest time really. <laughs> well, to be fair, I, I, you know, I was recently rested. That's true. Yeah. So I could get back yeah. and, uh, and and finish strongly in in the real business you, end. You went, you no. flounced off home. Yeah, to, to Mexico. <laughs> Marcus, you were rested because Pete and I don't trust you in the big game. <laughs> <laughs> now we're over that hump. Yeah, he's like, now Jim's gone. We need you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Better, best get well soon to Jim, though. He's yeah. on his sick bed. Bless and him. His personal demons. Bless, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, the, the, an awful lot of time and money needs to be uh, spent sorting out those demons. But I there do. we are. There I are do. some doctors I listening. Can we fix Jim? Yeah, get, get involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you are a doctor. 
Uh, perhaps you could diagnose Jim over Skype yeah. and um, <laughs> offer some medication. <laughs> Although, Skype. The medication Pete's offered to Jim, no. which isn't entirely legal, now. Yeah, is, uh, yeah. it's, been, it's been gratefully turned down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. It's like those naughty Hollywood doctors. They're yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. They'll write anything. Yeah. Those naughty Hollywood doctors. It's like, they? you know, a doctor's a bad doctor when. Um, like a taxi driver in London, they just give you a load of blank receipts. A load of blank prescriptions. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just fill out what you want. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sign it. <laughs> my goodness. Well, some Man City fans may have needed to visit the doctor after that one. Oh, it was nervy. They beat Spurs 1-0, of course. And I tell you what, Spurs missed some chances in that they game. They did. And, um, and uh, I particularly thought that they would Man City would lay waste to everything in front of them yeah. between now and the end of the season. And they won. Mm-hmm. So let's get that absolutely right. Um, but it wasn't quite the dominant performance against the team who mm. were quite sort of dilapidated with injuries that we thought. Yeah. Um, big plus for Spurs that Dyer was able to come back. I wasn't mm. expecting him to play. I didn't yeah. see that he was going to be ready. I'll tell you what was a really nice um, touch from Guardiola, which might have gone underplayed a bit, is the starting of Phil Foden. Because it's not... Nice. He scored the goal. Yeah, but it's nice for the... But what I mean is, it's quite nice for the fans after the week they've been knocked out of the Champions mm-hmm. League to see a youth team prospect play and score and go, actually, well, you know, future might be a bit brighter. Sure. I, th- I think it's a nice political move. I think yeah. they're I think they're all right, sitting pretty at the top of the league. De Bruyne they're not at the top while. of the league. They're, they're, the top. they're not, you absolute fucking prick. <laughs> at that point, they were, Luke Moore. Right. When they were enjoying that match, they were, were. Now we're on Monday. Right. Yeah. Go Switch the, on. Go right. to the hospital and see Jim. Then there were only two years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a point. Would it, um, would it, be, um, would it be quite a good return if Man City win the rest of their games and rack up across two Premier League seasons, 198 points. I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> I, I think Is that higher than what part you got at Newcastle? Yeah, fifth, where they got much. fifth that time. Yes, pre-match, uh, pre-ramble <laughs> recording, we were talking about that season in which Newcastle... And then Pete started crying, so we yeah. had to move on. Okay. <laughs> because he's so confused, Marcus, because of the he heady is. days, but oh. also the hatred for the manager. Exactly, yeah. what do you yeah. do? Yeah. You finish fifth under yeah. Pardew, but it was under Pardew. And we stopped yeah. the conversation when Pete mumbled under his breath, I wish I could quit you. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Well, Man City, I mean, that's twice now they've beaten Spurs in in in, uh, in quick succession, I suppose. They won 4-3 and 1-0, so they're definitely a better side than Spurs, which will make it hurt even more that they're not in that semi-final. But the, the domestic treble is on. Pep was full of praise, as usual, uh, for his players. Um, but I, 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 I thought this, it was... It was really interesting the game played out because it was an incredibly nervous affair for some Edison of those. was very good, wasn't it? Edison was brilliant as he as he is. Yeah. Uh, but I thought to myself, this is interesting because I, I remember what you were saying last week, Luke, that Man City would be like, right, sleeves <laughs> up now, boys. Let's go to town. Well, it's because what what happened last season, they knocked out the quarterfinal and they just rinsed it. Exactly. I thought it'd be the same. But I think it was interesting that it was Spurs so soon after going out to them. Mm. They come back and they're like, oh, blimey, we are beatable even though they didn't lose the game. But, you know, we are be, we're not uh, indestructible. The quadruples got... It's all that kind of stuff. They seem to be in a bit of a haze. Now, they scored early, yeah. which you think would settle it, but it, it, but it didn't. Now, now they've got over that game. That was a bigger psychological barrier than perhaps we thought. Oh, big challenge for them on Wednesday, playing Man United. Yeah, well... <laughs> Listeners can't see the face. Like I I said, I thought they would beat Spurs. I didn't think it would be that close, but I thought they would. For me, it was more Burnley away rather than Man United away. You've got you've got a real um, you've got a real um, 
uh, claret in your bonnet about, um, about this you Burnley game. You genuinely think that's going to be Because I didn't think Man United would propose uh, too much for Manchester well, City. I mean, I don't think they will either, but, I mean, we'll come on to Man United in, in, in a short while. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you've got to still be wary. It's still a derby game. Man United have still got some good players. Solskjaer was still fuming. So, you know, you can't completely rule out a reaction from them. No. Um, is, is Solskjaer but, fuming a bit funny? Yeah, he's do, a bit, you know, yeah. do you know what? Yeah. I've suddenly, suddenly realised they've got to play Leicester. Roger's revenge. Roger's yeah. revenge. <laughs> I didn't think that. Imagine, Roger's imagine revenge. if Leicester. Are, Tell you what, don't rule the all. Imagine if Leicester are Is about to beat thickening? Man City. At Ma- beat Man City, right? The second, to, it's a penultimate game of the season. Where's Morgan slips? Brendan Rogers slips. <laughs> We're trying to give the ball to Leicester for a quick throw in on oh, a counter attack. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it, and it mucks it up. The plot does. There's some definite plot narrative cornstarch going on. Getting added to this. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Rogers revenge. Wow. Yeah. Don't rule it out, ladies and gentlemen. No. Do not rule that out. I, th- I thought Pep was really, really uh, nice about Phil Foden about how he, he actually said, "I didn't have a young player as good as Foden when I was in charge of Barcelona," That's which is play which him heady praise. Which play is him play then. then. It's yeah. also not true, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I know. Uh, Pep does occasionally talk shit, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it, lovely to see Phil Foden. Can, can Phil see Foden go a whole <laughs> playing career where instead of appearances, he just gets compliments from the manager? Yeah, exactly. How long, how long will that realistically sustain does, him? Does he get, when in, he's his contract, does, in his contract, does he get like compliment bonuses? Yeah. Well, he's 31, <laughs> Pete, and like the manager, whoever it is, then is going, well, you know, Phil is just, he's one of the best players yeah. I've ever had. And meanwhile, Phil, in his 15 years at Man City, yeah. he's racked up 14 Four, appearances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He could be like an estate agent by 31. But Guardiola said, Guardiola said, we all could be. Oh, I couldn't be. I'm no, sorry. I was yeah, going to say, yeah. Yeah, but, but Guardiola said at the start of the season, this season we are going to be treating Phil Foden as part of the first team squad, as a senior mm-hmm. pro, senior player, and he's going to be picked on merit. And you can't really criticise him, Guardiola, because obviously they're doing very well. And, and, and he's behind some very talented, expensive yeah, footballers. Yeah, but when he comes in, he makes a contribution. Mm. I thought it was a politically a very good move to start him. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. a perfect time to start him, purely because they've had a bit of disappointment Clearly because he's a young player and he's really talented and a lot's been made of him. And also because they lost Sancho, the, the fans love him and they want to see him do well. And he comes out and for him to score in five minutes, at that point you think, well, Man City are probably going to go on and win this game fairly comfortably, as we predicted. Mm. didn't work out like that. And credit to Spurs for that because they had a bit of a scratch team. And if you look at the benches between both sides, like you said after the Champions League, mm. I mean, it's absolutely staggering. But they did win the game. Um, and if they, the, the, the simple fact is, if they win... The rest of the games, they'll win the league. Of course. It was a ballsy thing to do, though. Mm. In a very important game, on paper, their hardest game, minus that Rogers revenge one, mm. um, <laughs> they've, they've got to play. Um, you would expect Man City, though, to, to, to win the rest of their games. Uh, well, the United course. one's a big one, isn't it? If they, if they win that, you think it's probably going to be done. Yeah. Although, we have highlighted that second to last one against Leicester. But you have highlighted You have that. highlighted yeah, You've highlighted Burnley and Leicester now. Yeah. You, you've got City down as finishing fourth, though. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the thing about uh, obviously Pep and, and City and obviously Liverpool who are going to tour that Liverpool have to show such steel and sort of single-mindedness because yeah. they're always playing catch-up because Man City for the last two matches have played first so it's like right there you go there's the, pick up the gun pick up the gun yeah. do what do give get yourself three points yeah it's it's so well, tense they, for they, Liverpool it is I've I found the I don't really know why and it probably says more about me than anything else but I didn't find the Man City game against Spurs 
anywhere near as tense as a Liverpool no. against Cardiff. Sure. Until yeah. Liverpool obviously scored. Yeah. And then it obviously you realised Cardiff aren't really going to be able to do anything. I, I thought it was going to be goalless at half time, but it was Cardiff and Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool. Do you yeah. know what will be interesting is if Liverpool won the Champions League and Man City won the league, they'd both feel slightly unsatisfied they're, dissatisfied they're both that. amazing teams no but that's yeah. what I mean though if Liverpool won the Champions League and failed to win the league don't get me wrong they'll bloody have a good old party up in Liverpool about that yeah um, and, and if Man City win the league obviously they'll be absolutely delighted with that mm. but they would look at each other and go oh, we'd rather swap yeah. Yeah, because Man City ultimately they wanted to win the Champions League this season and Liverpool need to win that, that but, but, but isn't it weird like Luke says like, you can Always get what you want. Isn't it weird what Luke yeah. said? That, um, <laughs> or what you need. The, yeah. Man, the Man City match didn't um, didn't seem quite as nervy, even though they scored in the first five minutes and then they were just... The, the Spurs were coming at them and, and obviously the goalkeeper had a lot of work to do. But Liverpool, it was so much more tense in that particular match. Yeah. Than that oh, what, I, especially given that Liverpool were playing a far inferior yeah. side. Yeah, Cardiff, played, Cardiff were... Very defensive in the first half. But they, Let's talk they, about they, Liverpool Cardiff. Oh, wait, we're on there. What we're was Sean Morrison doing with that header? I think he lost a flight. I'm being generous. I think he lost a flight <laughs> a bit in the sun. It's the only explanation. It has to be. Well, half of the pitch was covered in sun yep. and the ball came from that direction. I, he, the only explanation, given that everyone in this room mm-hmm. could have scored that. Yep. Um, yeah, you say that because Jim's not here. Yes. Yep. Well, Jim's ill. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't have got off the bench to score it. <laughs> but he wouldn't have been at the training ground because he would have infected the other people. The, indeed. The only explanation it must be that he lost the ball. I mean, yeah. you can you can understand he, he's always got to connect. If there's not a, a, an ulterior explanation, sure. he has to put it over the bar. He has to Sometimes yeah, it even comes off mean. the shoulder. Yeah, but yeah, to come yeah. off the back, mm. so which means he's basically <laughs> missed the ball by about 10 inches, mm. means he must have lost the flight of it. Yeah, I mean, it, what Can I just say, I was fuming. Not because I hate Liverpool, because I love the drama. Yeah. I'd love to see him equalise to see oh, what I know Liverpool what you made of. You know? But especially as Liverpool missed a fair few chances before mm. they went 1-0 Firmino's up. Firmino's chance was a big miss. You know, Sal- Salah as well. Mm. Um, but but they, they're, they're top of the league with 88 points I mean if and, and this very idea and hopefully as a, as a football watching bunch of people I don't mean us three but I just mean the, the wider football watching community hopefully as a group we've got over this idea that any team out of Liverpool and Man City are going to in quotes bottle it because man Liverpool could get into a situation where they get 97 points and lose one game this season <laughs> and not win the league I mean it's very it's very they can be forgiven for turning around mm. and saying what more do we have to do and yeah. the answer would be probably get two more points but, <laughs> but you know what I mean they, they, they've, they've, they've done amazingly well 88, brilliantly well 88 points is an incredibly impressive tally it's the, it's the even if they didn't record. win another game for the rest of the season it's, it's Liverpool's yeah. Premier League record like it's yeah. just already well it's it, taking Taking into account the the adjustment for three points for a win, only in 1978-79 and 87-88 have they have performed they better? better than this right. mm. uh, at this moment in time. Which is which another stat actually, which sort of surprised me about Liverpool is they've scored the most goals from corners. Oh really? Of all the Premier right. League teams this season, which again shows you they that, get a lot of corners as well. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, Gareth Southgate having an influence, perhaps. Maybe <laughs> once again you're well. But you, you know that the season when Leicester won the league in 2016. Yeah. Um, was it 78 or 79? They went up 81 points. Oh, 81 was it? Yeah. Oh, they did get up. So, I mean... Which was, I think, the fifth or sixth there. lowest but, but, in the Premier League. But it's funny how the Premier League works because have Spurs got 67 points this season so far? That sounds about right, yeah. I think they haven't. Let me just check real quick. I think they've got 67. Yeah. Yeah, they've got 67. Well, the, the table that season that Leicester won it, which, of course, was a bit of an outlier for a number of different reasons... I mean, 67 points. I mean, Man City, Man United, they got 66. Southampton got 63 that season. Mm. West Ham finished seventh with 62. 
it really does depend on the type of season you, you, West you Ham. get. Yeah. 62 points. Yeah. There you are. Yeah, see? Can go like that sometimes. That's incredible. <laughs> and, 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 and you also, we have to mention, we're almost contractually obliged to mention the turnaround in points mm-hmm. because I believe it's a 25-point swing. So even if Liverpool finish one point behind Man City mm-hmm. this season, as they might do, um, they would have made up 24 points. You know right. me, I don't go in for that swing business. But it is a swing. It is a swing. <laughs> I know, but each season it's, it starts off differently. I know, I, know so I, know, I know what you mean, but it's still a, a, they've made up a lot of ground then. At least, they, they at least give them that. Mm. Why do you hate the people of Liverpool? They were in charge for a why while. Will you, why will you be besmirching the good people of Liverpool <laughs> when we're going to the Epstein Theatre in October? A few yeah. weeks, well, we have Everton to talk about in a moment. Yeah. And a few weeks ago I said that I'd probably rather Liverpool won the league. Mm. Who would you rather win the league? Manchester City. Right, so why do you hate the people of Liverpool? Uh, I don't. I just don't really like the team as much as I like the Man City team. <laughs> is it I... You're a big fan of Phil Foden. I am. I think Mo Salah's a big diver. <laughs> he is. All right, Warner. He is. He is. Oh, he was, he he was like Tom Daly, that to be honest, Yeah, but to be honest... 9.9. If he hadn't gone down, his hands were all over him. So it what do you have pe- to do? It was a penalty. It was a penalty, but like he threw himself to the ground at oh, the I end. Don't, I don't, he, he, I... Sold, he sold the penalty and he deserved the penalty, but he had to go down before yeah. the key, before the referee Pete, could absolutely. give it. Let's be annoying. clear. Let's be clear. Both those things can be true. Yeah. Mo Salah is a diver. Yeah. I think that's true. And mm-hmm. I think it's not. he's not by, by no means the only player in the Premier League to be, to uh-huh. be a diver. And that was a penalty. Yeah. Both things can be but true. But the, the annoying thing is people will pile in on Salah and say he's a, he's a diver. Diving rubbish. Because people talk like that. Rubbish. No, do the Warnock voice if you're going to do it. But they say he's a diver. But like he had to sell that. But he wasn't going to get a penalty otherwise. It's annoying because the referee won't go get your hands off him. Salah either has to go down, as you rightly say, or he he stops playing and throws his hands up and looks at the referee. He's never going to give never it. Gonna get and never going to get it. And if he does that, people that. then say, "Oh, Salah, the referee." Um, and we all know the only way that succumb. works is if you're Steven Gerrard. Exactly. <laughs> Where you just Steven Gerrard is the master of getting bowled over, yep. picking the ball up with his hand, yeah. and then the referee would give a foul. Steven Gerrard, <laughs> he would dive and give himself the penalty, yeah. which is quite ingenious, really. Amazing. Think, yeah. Yeah. The the um the one thing I would say about this game is I thought in the first half in particular. And you know it's a pretty regular scene to see Warnock fuming and the fourth official, and I, and I get that. Yeah. But I do actually think they were on the Cardiff were on the end of some pretty poor decisions in the first half. There was mm. at least three incidents I can yeah. think of where it was obviously a foul around the halfway line. That style that Liverpool play, where they mm-hmm. try and get the ball back really quick, and they 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 nip at the ankles, they try and get a foot in there. And there were probably at least three, maybe even four instances where there, it was clearly a foul on a Cardiff player. Yet it wasn't given, and at one once or twice Liverpool had a serious attack from it. So I can understand Warnock being angry, and because clearly, for them to get anything out of a game against a team like Liverpool, even at home, everything's got to go perfectly. Yeah, and if it doesn't, you've really got no hope. Warnock mentioned in the post-match press um, or the post-match interview that he was still not over the Chelsea result, mm. which was which was interesting. And that I mean, a they, bold thing to say. It was it? quite a bold and odd thing to say, I suppose. He, now, was, he was spent a lot of time being very angry in that in in this match, and I think that kind yeah. of it, it's obviously a hangover from what happened. Well, he's yeah. still angry about that. Quite clearly, they have won <laughs> since then. They got a great win at Brighton, so mm, yeah. you know it's obviously not affected the team that much. You would think, um, but they're three points plus a big margin in goal difference mm. behind Brighton, having played one match more. And, that, and their game in, and the Brighton's game in hand though is away at Spurs tomorrow, isn't it? Yes. So um, they've got a chance. So that Cardiff might even will... up the goal difference a little bit. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know. Spurs have got other things to think about, but they do. They are going for top they'll, four. They'll so. have enough to uh, defeat Brighton. But I, I mean, do agree that. Yeah. But Brian, vital point at Wolves. 
Yes. And that was yeah. a proper <laughs> greeted like a victory. And they knew how vital that was. Yeah. Wolves should have won the game. I, they had chance after chance. I, Matt Ryan was superb in goal. If you look at the profile of players Wolves have got playing for them, you wonder whether they can get up for these smaller games. Maybe. They had the same against Huddersfield. They lost twice to Huddersfield this that season. Is, that is a fair point, yeah. actually. Uh, Brighton still need to go to Spurs and Arsenal and play Man City at home. And they haven't scored in their last five Prem matches and David Proper picked up a hamstring injury. There is hope for Cardiff, but time is running out. Well, Brighton will play. Who did you say? Man City and Arsenal? And Spurs, obviously, you've already mentioned. Yeah, and who did Cardiff play towards the end? They've got Fulham next, haven't they? They've got they've got the points. They've of got Fulham. Palace at home. Well, they've, Fulham and they've got Man United away. Fulham that's, are, a, that's a good. Imagine if Solskjaer loses to Cardiff, his old club <laughs> on the last day of Fulham the season. Fulham are doing right. that classic thing of, are we down now? Oh, great! Now we can play. Yeah, two clean sheets. They beat Everton. They beat Bournemouth away. They're first away. But you know, how does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel good. Use a swear word. Balls. <laughs> be nice, just nice to see Solskjaer get Cardiff some points. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he didn't know he was there. Have we got, are we going to talk about Josie Perez and Newcastle? Is that coming later? I'm sure, I'm sure oh, it'll come up later. That's coming up in a bit. Okay. Speaking of the... how bad, are we going to be piling on Southampton because they were dreadful at times? No, because I've got no, I've got I've got a, a little bit of triv, little okay. trivia question for all you right. and the listeners. Mate, the, this is all the warm up act to the right. main <laughs> headline, exactly. which is Iosie Perez. <laughs> I mean, it's like Iosie Perez took Pete's digs personally. Like, he's been <laughs> brilliant ever since. <laughs> he's been amazing. All right, after the break, Petey will talk us through the emails. See you in a moment. I wasn't clattering on. Mm-hmm, he was. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Football Ramblers. Time for emails with Petey C. You've got mail. Bad beat. Bad Bees, Ruben Latigo in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Love that. Do you know a uh, famous band from Ann Arbor, Michigan? Want to, want to have, a, have a guess? Um, the Bee Gees. It was actually the lead singer's birthday yesterday, I believe. Oh, I see. The Stooges. Mr. Iggy Pop. Thank you Stooges. very much. Yeah, That's wonderful. There you go, Pete. Is that uh, what he said in his email, is it? That's <laughs> not what he said no. in his email. Um, I've actually uh, I've actually copy-pasted uh, not the actual... Uh, oh, good, Pete. <laughs> I've copy-pasted the email, but the problem with... Uh, you should be on nodding terms with admin by with now. MacBook, At least nodding terms. With MacBook pages, uh, it won't accept an Excel uh, spreadsheet. I love how you, plug you, in, so what does a bad workman blame, Marcus? Long-time long listener. You're my tools. Long-time <laughs> listener. First-time emailer. Well, not really, but I hope you read this out. Uh, just wanted to point out that Iose Perez has now achieved a goals-to-transfer ratio of 14.47 goals per million dollars in transfer fees. Not bad. It's not bad. That's good, good, isn't it? That's good. Some other notable strikes in the Premier League are included in the table below, which, again, I couldn't copy and paste. While this stat doesn't account for games played or number of seasons uh, and is not exhaustive, and individual stats and accolades are a damning indictment of the modern game, looking at you, Luke Moore. Yeah, I'm staggered as to why Pete doesn't revel in the fact that he only cost um, uh, $2.8 million. He's yes. putting US dollars in there, so which I quite like. Could be Euro um, dollars, but yeah, his 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 goals to uh, his goals to money ratio is bloody bloody good. Yeah, so I, I well think that's done. absolutely right, and I think for a player of that, for for a team of that level, I think he's he's fine. So we'll, let's, we'll talk about him in a bit. So Don't let's worry have about a look it. at him. So um, if I'm going to give you a, uh, I'll give you the transfer fee, and then you've got to give me the goals to transfer fee ratio okay. on Jamie Vardy. He was one point four one million dollars oh, in man, US. That must be absolutely yeah. ridiculous. That's that good. must be. He must have scored per million. Uh, goals to transfer fee ratio. So the whole thing. This is very confusing. <laughs> I don't understand what kind of answer you want from yeah, this. Yeah, what, 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 what. So we... 14.47 for Josie Perez. That's presumably 14.47 goals per million. Yes. Fine. Just say yes then. All right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll have 25. No, he's 1.4 mil. He must have scored. Oh. He must. I reckon he's probably. Per million, I reckon 26? he's probably got 55. 
Oh, 55.32. He got it wrong. He didn't put the 3-2. That's not bad, That is not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Come on. Come bad. on. Bad. Um, Come all on. right, I'll have a guess then. <laughs> 50. <laughs> Luis Suarez. Uh, it was 30.21 million dollars for Liverpool yeah just for Liverpool uh, I reckon 25.17 that sounds about right to me how much 25.17 I've got 2.2 bit here oh, per million yeah. yeah probably yeah, yeah, yeah. to be fair he didn't stick around very long did he yes yeah, so that makes sense mm. okay well, we do, we are. Can we do sign cows now? Yeah, yeah, we can. Sure. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> no um, did you see the video of the uh, the player getting subbed on? Uh, I can't forget. What yes, was. I want to talk was about this. Scandinavia, yeah, Swedish second division. Yeah, uh, <laughs> was it for Dega, Dega Falls? He gets subbed for... on with a high five, and his high, his gloved high teammate high fives him in the eye. <laughs> He makes about 10 yards onto the pitch before he realises he can't see <laughs> and then says he has to be subbed off. Incredible. He, I want to know if he still gets his um, appearance bonus for that. <laughs> he should do. The game get him in the appear. The game finished with a draw anyway. <laughs> yeah. Or in this case, he's a pirate. Yeah. What would happen if that was, a, what would happen if that was the last substitution? That would be a disaster, I, wouldn't could it? Could he not continue? I think I he was able to continue. I, I think he's oh, all was right. he able to continue? I thought he had... No, I think he, he had, had treatment. Oh, yeah, right, I, okay. I think he's okay, actually, because mm. there's talk of him maybe going to Poke City. <laughs> that Poke is... City. No, not even close. Poke City, no. no. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, he's, uh, he's yeah. always been... I mean, his, his <laughs> coach, you, for, his coach has always been a very diligent pupil. <laughs> I, I regret bringing this up. <laughs> they also celebrated that draw by going out on the eyelash. Eyelash. <laughs> of course, if he, if he yeah. really does improve and, uh, he, and yeah. he sorts himself out, he'll play for Liverpool. <laughs> Enough of this vitreous humour. Let's end the email. Uh, that, well, Nick Cook basically brings it off. It brings uh, oh. that particular player up. And uh, who are the players uh, would you most like to poke in the eye? Um, <laughs> ex-Everton goalkeeper Steve Imanson <laughs> there, right. there we is go there is that are. enough for the emails the optic nerve of it show at thefootballramble.com if you want to get in touch uh, I mean make them better than that if yeah. you would step well, thank up you. Yeah, step, step up, up to the streets indeed yeah. here we are let's talk about Everton hammering Manchester United Gary Neville described the Man United performance as rancid <laughs> rancid I can remember seeing he was fuming seeing him say that actual word yeah I'm thinking, Rancid. Even even like Carragher was annoyed at how bad it was, and you think <laughs> Carragher should sort of secretly be a bit pleased. Nah, I think I think Carragher's a bit of a purist, right? He, yeah, he, I think he understands he that. Like he understands that rivalries are important to the game and and how we, how, yeah, how other teams do, it, especially teams of the size of Man United. He's important. a professional. But it's, I'll tell you what's fascinating is that they were obviously they were awful. Don't you know, people listening don't need us to tell 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 them that. Mm. I mean. You know, let's just call it a general rule. Yep. When Theo Walcott adds a fourth, <laughs> you're probably not having the best day at the office. Yep. So we get that, right? But what's fascinating to me is the idea that Solskjaer appears, all the noises coming out of the club, all the people who are much more connected at the club than we are, mm. seem to be taking the line that this will not stand mm. from the player's point of view. There's no blame being applied to Solskjaer. There's no um, fan turning on him because they like him. Mm. That, to me, says that the Man United players might get a bit of a short, sharp shock when they report back to training because they, they suddenly, all of a sudden, hang on a minute, oh, we can't really get away with seeing another mm. manager off here. So what's going to happen? To me, it's a hugely... I, I get the idea that they're going to blame the players, but to me, it's a hugely brave move to say to Solskjaer, assuming no director of football comes in, which of course they, they might, but if they don't, to say to Solskjaer, Yes, the team needs to be rebuilded, uh, rebuilt. Yes, there are some bad eggs in this squad and we are going to rely upon you 
by the way, we know you're a great player back for us in the day, but you are a guy who's managed at Mulder, who's, who's failed at Cardiff City, and we are going to put you in charge of rebuilding the playing personnel of the biggest club in England. That, to me, mm. is a huge gamble. Well, of course, but anything... So what do you think they should have done then? Well, not hired Solskjaer in the first place. So you think a more like Arsenal did with Unai Emery, somebody like that? Yeah, I think, yes. I think if you are going to hire someone who is going to be of that type of profile, you need to have a rock-solid administration above him. You need to have a very seriously experienced director of recruitment and football. He's got Mike Phelan with him. But I said at the time it was a a free hit for Manchester United. But the only problem is, the only problem that happens is, what if he does really well? Mulder's going to want want his manager back and Man United can't exactly have have, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in. But... Why do it now? Why make that a permanent decision now? Why make mm. that permanent appointment now? Because there's no one at the top of the club making good football decisions, mm. is the answer. But well, I mean, they, as being I, run by a commercially minded, commercially successful well, well, that's why guy we've got, Ed Woodward. Well, that's why they've got players who basically sell shirts rather than actually perform. And that's why they've got... Because defenders aren't sexy. That's why they got the same back four that they had. Oh, know, Paolo Maldini was very sexy. Probably, but it's like seven years with, ago. If, if you mean when you say sell shirts as a more of a sort of buzzword for increasing their co- yes, worldwide... Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 agree, I agree with that. That that is a that is a yeah. I, uh, I agree with that. But but the um but the idea though, P, is that is that the re- I would say the reason Arsenal eventually plumped for Emery instead of Arteta mm-hmm. was because they realised that Emery's a vastly more experienced guy and he could probably take a lot more of the heavy lifting with him and his team around things like recruitment because he's hugely experienced mm-hmm. and he's dealt with big players. Solskjaer's got no one above him, not no one. And I can't for the life of me see how a club the size of Man United, who, by the way, you can say all the rhetoric you like about how Man United should be competing for trophies, by which I mean Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues. Well, we're just seeing it's going to cut. You're going to have to get 95 points plus to win the Premier League now. That's the fact of the matter. Mm. And they are absolutely miles away. And they're miles away in the Champions League. I'm, all I'm saying is, it's not necessarily even the criticism of Solskjaer because the players should be ashamed of themselves based on, based on that performance. It's a criticism of the decision to give so much responsibility to a manager of the profile of Solskjaer. That's what I'm saying. But you got, but you got like, but you got Jones and Smalling obviously um, labouring at the back. But like, this player like Lindelof have come in by players like that, and you start like, well. This is a hangover from the previous uh, managerial appointment. Surely they they just never bothered to get an actual uh, defensive. But it's always a hangover together. from it's a hangover from a hangover. Just, but it's yeah. just, nobody had the balls to sort of go. Look, this is our defensive pairing. This is going to be a rocky road for a little while. But they just wanted to be. They just wanted to kick the can down the road for my money. I would I would say they've had a few injuries. To be fair, and they're the only one up until January, as I think I said on Thursday, who've had a similar injury profile to Spurs. You've that, United and Spurs have had the worst time of injuries. Mm. Lindelof for me is a good player. He's just he's just I mean against um, Everton, they had to play at right back, um, possibly because they they've got personnel issues, possibly because they've got disciplinary issues at the club. There's a lot of bad apples in that group. And it's funny how quickly things can turn around. These players were cock-a-hoop about Solskjaer a while ago, but they're certainly not trying for him now. So they're either not trying for him because they don't like him as a manager or they don't rate him or they've seen through him. And we've seen this time and time again. If that is the case, we've heard players say, oh, that manager, we, we weren't having him, we just saw through it. Now, I'm not saying that is necessarily the case, but if it is, it's a pretty quick turnaround. Mm. And if it isn't, and then they're just not, they're just not good enough, um, then it's it's a bigger issue anyway. Um, to have a midfield um, of Pogba, Matic and Fred, we talked about Pogba saying that he needs good players around him. Matic is gone by the look of that and Fred's not not made the adjustment. Um, so you know, Everton have been good in the second half of the season. I agree with what Carragher said on, on, the, on the weekend. They've been decent. They've, they've had some good wins against some good teams. But 
it's not really being beaten by Everton away. That's a tough place to go traditionally. We know that. If you lose 1-0, you know, fine. And you know, you're a bit unlucky. But to lose 4-0 and to not give a reaction at any stage after conceding the first, second, third, fourth. These goals came... Mm. I mean, with about half hour left there, four 0 down. The yeah. game was just drifting. They, they, they There's no excuse for that, really. They made Everton look ten times quicker than they actually were in my money. They just looked so sluggish at the back. The only man who really looked like he was worth a lick was old uh, Scott McTominay. Came yeah. on, and got himself a booking, showed a bit of fight. We all know Marcus Spreller loves a bit of that. Absolutely, yeah. He's actually done all right since you know when he's played old uh, Scott McTominay. But you know, current player of the season, of course. Do you think Marcus though? He's not a kind of player who's pro- who's going to win you a game. He's a he's a guy who's going to. He's going to give you a good rear guard action. He's going to be solid. He's going to look after the ball. And he's probably going to link up play pretty well. But you can't rely on him to go and win your games. Especially at his age. I think with this whole Man United thing, they're three points behind Tottenham Hotspur. Which I'm sure if you'd have offered them the old adage, if you'd have offered them uh, with you know four games left or whatever it is, they would have taken that when Mourinho left. It's been a funny old season. Basically, it's been a funny old time since Ferguson left. Let's go all the way back there. I think I understand why they gave Solskjaer the job. They desperately need some sort of messiah to come in. And they thought, right, he's winning games. Bloody hell, that, that, that's great. The club's in disarray, this we know. But looking at it, perhaps a, a little bit more of a, in the microcosm of that game, some of those players are a disgrace. And Solskjaer's yeah. been saying today, some of them may face the axe in and all the rest of it. Mm. I just look at old Paul Pogba. We know what a phenomenal talent he is. And he's produced some performances for Man United this season. When I look at him like that and, and Martial and one or two others, I sort of think to myself, you're fighting for top four. Mm. It's not like they're, the way they're acting is they're going to finish sixth no matter what. There's mm. not much. That would still be yeah. piss poor. Don't get me wrong. Mm. You, you're still in there. You know, you've had a good run in the Champions League. People didn't expect that. Beaten by a far better side, but not disgracefully so. There's work to be done. Mm. What? Why are you... I don't understand why you're phoning in performances like that. That right. is, I cannot understand that. Even if they were going to come sick, no matter what, they still should be aware enough to understand that there's a lot of there's a lot of changes happening at United. It could be the start of a new era, and they've got to play for their shirts for next season. Yeah. And, and if you don't, you're gonna you're gonna be gone. But the the reality maybe they is, assume they are gone. That's why they're not playing. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, maybe. Well, well, I'm be out the of there. Maybe they, maybe they do just need to to offload Pogba then, because it would just stop all this chat and blah blah blah. I don't know. I, yeah, who knows, Man United? No, to me, as I said after the Barcelona game, they look five or six players short. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think anybody would 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 have doubted that before. But the, the, again, there's work to be done. But if you have players who are not willing to put in the work, that's when is there's real sort of crisis. Time the the only reason I'm I'm stopping short of saying it's all the players' fault is because I don't think the manager's up to the job that they're asking them to do anyway. But some of these players under Mourinho now, look, I'm not going to start defending Mourinho too much, but we've seen this from some of these players. Oh before. yeah, of course we we know the, the the treatment that was dished out to Mourinho by some of those players on the training ground. I know that to be a fact. And and it always comes to the always becomes the case when man, when players start seeing off different types of managers yes. by mugging them off with their performances, then clearly there's a lot of bad apples in that group. I and mean, that, that, I'm surprised Graham Sooners didn't explode. <laughs> at the weekend. Get Sooners in there. <laughs> yeah, Get him back into management. Yeah. Uh, but it was much more like it from old Silver's side, Presswell and, yes. uh, and whatnot. Everything was a strange side. They've, they've just hammered Man United. They beat Arsenal 1 0. They won away to West Ham. They beat Chelsea. But they lost to Fulham last week. Yeah. I think there's still, there's still an inconsistency to their performances. They've, they've, yeah. they've got the same amount of points now that they got in total last season with three games left. So you'd think there'd be an improvement there. Um, and they've had, 
in a similar way to what we just talked about. They've had a, a lot of upheaval at that club. They, they had Koeman, he was doing okay. He went, Sam Ardos came in as a short-time thing. Now Silva's come in. And Silva's not stuck at clubs for that long in his in his quite young managerial career so far. Um, if he stays for the summer, has a good summer, gets the recruitment he wants, he might be able to restore Everton to a bit of a force again. But they're going to improve year on year in a very competitive Premier League, and that's not the end of the world. Final word on Manchester United. I found the clip. This is kind of a perfect free hit for Man United. He has to go back to Mulder unless they want <laughs> yeah. to keep him. Yep. They're not going to keep him because he's just he's only going to fucking slosh yeah, 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 Excuse yeah. my language. If it goes badly, yeah. he disappears. Right. If he if it goes well, thanks very much. Club legend, cemented. See you later. No. So if he, so, they went for the so third, third option. Third option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goes well for a bit, then goes badly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, there's, there's a reasonable chance that... Um, <laughs> Do you they... have all your sound bites on that thing? <laughs> Just a little... Uh, Sometimes your mouse not moving and it yeah. does confuse me. Is that basically why? <laughs> I think there's a, this could all end in tears, is what I was going to say. Could all yeah. end in tears. Uh, there were tears in the home end at Arsenal, wasn't there, when they were beaten 3-2 by Palace. Palace having sure they'll be playing Premier League football next season. Great win. Why is Mustafi setting fire to everything? I don't (laughs) know. Arsenal, I mean, Spurs lose, Manchester United lose. Capitalise, chaps. Capitalise. I mean, Arsenal's away form has been very patchy. And when I mean patchy, I mean pretty crap. But, (laughs) um, I mean, they did beat Watford just about, but it was an away win nonetheless. Actually, you thought to yourself, with Manchester United playing Man City this week, Spurs... Mm. Perhaps a distraction with the Champions League and a few injuries and it's whatnot. It's perfect. Mm. It really is, Peter. Yeah. Just beat Crystal Palace. Fertile at home. soil. Very fertile soil, but uh, but there are no, no green shoots. They they no. they kind of handed the advantage to Chelsea who play tonight, and you'd expect Chelsea to win tonight. You would. Arsenal. That would mean Chelsea have played a game more, though. I hate this way this season. It gets really confusing because yeah. of the games. But <laughs> why can't we all play at three o'clock on a Saturday? Exactly. Chelsea would have played a game more, and Arsenal will have more than likely have a superior goal difference. So it's still still in their hands. But I mean. T- when yeah. Christian Benteke scores after a nearly a year without a goal, and yeah. you think to yourself, "Oh, lads, you're going to put in one of these performances, <laughs> aren't you?" Yeah. It was it was poor. I mean, the defending from Mustafi for Zahar's goal, who gobbled up the chance. I don't know why Emery keeps playing him. Emery defended him, saying he's been consistent all season. I said, well, "Oh, I agree with that." I mean, it's consistency, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if you like. <laughs> I agree with that. I definitely agree yeah. with that. I but mean, what might, kind of defence is that? He's not very good. Well, he's not been very good all season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why are you yes, asking? I know me exactly now? what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you pooed in all your pants. <laughs> <laughs> so consistent. I don't know. Why I, I always, I always. I always piss my pants. What's the problem here? <laughs> He'd be better off playing Mavropanos there. He's young, 21, probably improving. Could better do with the experience. Jim Campbell there. That's, that's, that's too far. All right. Um, It'd be a sideways step. Or even dropping Gwenduzi in there. Or something. I don't know. I mean, Mustafi's done. He's done. Poor old Mustafi. Whatever Mustafi. Emery says in public, I would be hugely surprised if Mustafi's still an Arsenal player next season. And Emery knows that. So the fact that he's still playing him is crazy. That, that, was it, was it, which goal was it where he just looked at Bert, Bert Leno? Where the striker moved in, it might have been the uh, the Zaha sort of yeah. just brushed him away yeah. and nipped in. And Mustafi sort of held his hands up, looking at Leno, saying, "What, what yeah. are you doing?" And it's like, just defend it. But how De- could, I, I, he always looks at other people, Mustafi as well, mm. which to me is the is the pure sign of an absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> he never he never sort of throws his head up in the air and goes, "Oh, sorry guys, like that." And puts yeah. his hands up. He's always like pointing and looking, yeah. and asking why someone else hasn't done I something was, better. Oh, I was playing eleven side at the weekend and one lad. Yeah, I'd, that, never, I'd never played before, and there was a it was a lad who was just stood right next to. Uh, he was the defender. I was at right back, and he went, "Get this man." He's, like, He's right next to you, mate. Like, yeah. 
This, get this man because I'm going for a wonder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, your centre back, just, just stay on your man. Get what that happens? man what and happens? all the other men. What? What happened? A goal was scored. <laughs> That's your but man, it's just, Donaldson. He's 27. Donaldson, OG. Mustafi, <laughs> <laughs> Mustafi 27. Like, yeah. Can you really be that badly burnt out at 27 in the modern game? It's not. Well, apparently you can. Oh, it's just. He's played football before. He's played at World Cups. I don't understand yeah. where his his positional sense has just gone, just completely lost him. So that, can I just say, Pete? Yes, yeah, He's won the World Cup. Yeah. All right. So single handedly. Single handedly. Which appears to be what he's saying every single week. And when he when, was holding. When he gets, gets criticised. When he was holding that World Cup, he sort of pointed at everyone else. This is yours. You did this. You did this. You won this for me. Where's Sorry, where's the um, World Cup trophy? I've lost it. <laughs> you, lost, you lost your trophy as well as your man. Oh, a robber out muscled me. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. After the break, we will get to the main event, which is, of course, Newcastle 3, Southampton 1. Yes. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It was extraordinary. Certainly was, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, the preview show. Sponsored by Bet365 will be out on Thursday. We need a new best better, don't we, Luke Moore? Correct, yeah, because our man predicted that, and fully endorsed by me, by the way, that City would win by <laughs> two goals or more against Spurs. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Did not happen. So uh, we need a new one. Show at thefootballramble.com with best bet in the subject line, and I will select one um, for Thursday's show. Absolutely. A hat-trick for Iosi Perez. Put Southampton to the sword. He's got 10 for the season. The first... Newcastle United player since G- um, Gigi Wijnaldum. Let's go for that. <laughs> Gigi. Uh, yeah. Genie, isn't it? Genie. Genie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gigi Bacali. I'm uh, a genie on the run. You got to rub me, me the ten right goals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he scored 10 goals in 2015-16. So it's the first time Newcastle player's got double figs yep. since then. Can I chuck another bit of trivia into the mix? Okay. Do you know who the last player to score a hat-trick for Newcastle in the Premier League was? So immediately, Ooh. I want to say Alan Shearer, but it's obviously not that. No, it's not Alan Shearer. It was in 2015. So 15... 
between oh hat trick hat trick hat trick hat trick. Um, was it? Ah, um, oh, for West Brom now. Um, he does not play for West Brom okay, now. No. Not uh, uh, Dwight Gale. Dwight Gale. If you wanna stay with me, baby, Wijnaldum. Genie Wijnaldum. Ah. Yeah, it was. Do you mean Gigi? <laughs> no, I mean Genie Wijnaldum. <laughs> People get confused because of Gigi Booth on the record. People criticise me. Okay, Luke criticises me for having to go to uh, Oyoza Perez. To wit, I would say. F off, you haven't watched him be underwhelming for the last three years. I watched him at Stanford Bridge this season and he, he was, was great. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, so. But as I said, Rafa gets tunes out of players that certain, the uh, certain other managers, and I'm Marcus, you, Marcus, never did. Rafa's the Pied Piper, mate. Pete's the only person I know who makes points that are good points about his team yeah. in a forcefully negative way. <laughs> Rafa, he gets tunes out of these players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing, Pete. I, I'd give Rafa my worldly possessions. You would. Would you call him the Mag Pied Piper? <laughs> what? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Just because Jim's not here to criticise you. Yeah. He's no, balanced. Probably, he probably is. Uh, Benitez, um, he said something which, if I'm honest with you, did surprise me a little bit. Because obviously Newcastle up to 12, uh, 12 uh, on 41 points. And he said that he'd like a bit more money to improve the team so they can compete with that bracket of teams that are fighting for seventh. I mean... Fighting you for know, seven. It's it's, uh... it's the glory of the Premier League. We are living in golden times. I'm telling you. Uh, although on second reflection, I'm sure he said something like this before about wanting more money to improve the team. Yeah. So, the, like so is, is, is the impasse... Six months? No, it's every other month now. He doesn't give a damn. He knows his but job's safe. As far as I understand, the impasse is that Benitez says, if you guarantee me transfer funds, I'll sign a new contract. Yeah. And Ashley says, sign no. a new contract <laughs> yeah. and I'll give you the funds. Yeah. yeah. And that's it, yeah? And to, with the greatest respect to uh, Rafa, he's been burned before. Yeah. So he yeah. won't be signing a contract. sing it today. You are very singing Last Christmas. Sing it today. Wham. Yeah. It's Last not Christmas, relevant. Easter, not relevant in any kind of capacity. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, but with with um, with Benitez, you're right. It's kind of like, uh, all right, I'll he sign because the fans sing him because the fans know that yeah. Rafa is so crucial to the whole yeah. operation. And so, and the fans have bailed out Ashley so. But many the, th- times. the thing is, if if you don't have Rafa and you have that level of uh, investment, i.e. zero to minus. Um, you, championship you, next you, season. You, championship next, championship next, uh, back end next season. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, you, so you so you, you kind of, in, so whoever you bring in, because yeah. Rafa will not sign another contract without guarantees. Yes. Rafa will not be burnt again by no. this. And I, I almost sort of think he won't, if he's clever about it, he won't sign his new contract until the start of next season when, when the transfer window is closed. because he's out of contract in June, so, yeah, he, won't be, so he won't be there till next yeah, season. Yeah, but he'll just say, I'll do a rolling contract. Yeah, but he's, I'll do a rolling contract until the close of the transfer window, and then we'll see what, what, what state we're in. But it's so frustrating. That's though, what I'd be doing as a smart agent. It's so frustrating for everybody concerned, and the reason why Rafa... He wants it, the fans exactly, want to be there, exactly. him to be I know, there. This is it. They love him. Yep. He's brilliant. Yes. He's been so, he's so good with PR. He's so mm-hmm. good with the community. He is the perfect yeah. 2019 Newcastle United manager. Um, I completely agree. And, and and but it's just such a missed opportunity. Imagine if he'd had <laughs> the, uh, the the scouting and the money that was spent around about the time mm. we had Yon Kabai and, and Ben Arfa. With, with all like this that. stuff, I mean, who would you blame? What do you mean? <laughs> Pete, you know Peter um, Beardsley. <laughs> I want to blame Peter Beardsley. There's, there's, this, there's this amazing, um, Peter. This is an amazing thing in the Premier League this season, which I think has gone underplayed. And I know I say that a lot, but genuinely it has. Callum Wilson to Ryan Fraser, mm. and Ryan Fraser to Callum Wilson has garnered eleven, uh, I think eleven goals 
this season. Right. Well. It's the best combination, I think. I think it might even be the best combination ever. People can email in and tell ever? me. Ever? Yeah, honestly, I think it is. I think it might. It's either very close to the record between a couple of Arsenal players whose names slip my mind at the moment. Like Surprisingly, it's, it's an anomaly, yeah. but it's kind of, yeah. oh, jeez. But in between, though, so six goals from Callum Wilson being assisted by Ryan Fraser and five goals from Ryan Fraser being assisted by Callum Wilson. So it makes 11 in total. In the middle of that mm. is five goals scored by Ayosi Perez assisted by Salomon Rondon. Mm. Which I think is amazing. But, yeah. That's in the whole Premier League, by the and, way. And yet, they don't want, and then they don't want to spend the money on Salomon Rondon. They've got, they're sort of um and arms. Like, he is... The the ball goes anywhere near him, and he's like Velcro. Like it just <laughs> the ball just sticks to him. Yeah. He's such a great hold up. Not guy. nine goals and six assists this yeah. season, and Perez has got ten goals. It's, it's actually it's actually yeah. fairly decent big man little man combo. For for it's not it's not a permanent signing, and 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 obviously yeah, Perez so you, has signed you, for very little money. Do you rate Perez it. now or not? Well, Rafa's got a, Rafa's got a, a tune out of him. Yeah, do you that's blame, not answering the question, is it? Do you blame Ashley or not? <laughs> In 2019, no, they shouldn't. They shouldn't be relying on on, uh, on Mike Ashley. On Perez. No, they shouldn't be. Not <laughs> All right, but Ashley's always saving the high street, mate. Exactly. <laughs> Newcastle, it seems to be fun. But there's always a bit of money to spend when uh, suddenly I, when when you know in trouble. Or whatever, I do not understand Ashley's thinking. <laughs> he's, I, not, he's got no money. Look at the jeans he wears. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, Almiron. Almiron. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's done well. Looks a little bit like Lauren Harry's. I don't know who, I don't know who Lauren Harris is. The um, the child um, uh, antique expert. On oh Morgan. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I think he mean, looks yeah. a bit like him. I can oh. I can uh-huh. sort of see I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, can I also just say that I missed the chance to tell a quite underwhelming joke during the Arsenal Crystal Palace thing. Go on. It's surprising <laughs> that Crystal Palace was still able to win the game because I heard Wayne Hennessy was up all night the night before studying for GCSE. <laughs> 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 Would have been better the, if I. Uh, how if I didn't how did the board kind of? Dis- how did the board sort of say it one way or the other? Like he's literally arguing that the, the, the up is down there. He's literally saying, yeah. "I've never heard of Hitler." Like yeah. he's, li- I've never heard of the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems like a baffling thing to get away with. Yeah, I, I say, "All right, Wayne, you may have said that." But I don't fucking believe it you. Kind of reminds I don't me, believe a word you so just said. As far as I understand, there <laughs> nonsense. Was a, there was a, there was a hearing. Yeah, and. Um, Whoever it is, Hennessy and Palace or whatever, mm. hired like a really expensive QC to argue that Just point. Just say you're fucking stupid. Yeah. But, but the thing is, it's a pyrrhic victory for Hennessy anyway. Kind of like the Donald Trump Jr. sort of thing. Mm. Donald Trump Jr. tweeted last week after the Mueller report, just told you, and then someone replied straight away saying, yeah, the Mueller report established that you were too stupid to understand that you committed a crime. <laughs> Congratulations. It's like Hennessy. Yeah, you've got off with that, yeah. but you've essentially outed yourself yeah. as the most stupid man yeah. in the history of it the Premier League. It was like when Donna Eyre had um, Parker permits for two neighbouring boroughs in London and you're not allowed to do that you're only allowed one yeah. uh, per residence I'll go enjoy and, this I think. and her no, I think lawyer no no her, her, her solicitor argued that she, she, was, she was too um, stupid to realise that you weren't allowed at both and well, actually, I, that's on that's on court record I can't man. even yeah. work a mobile phone yeah exactly. <laughs> well, I, I don't exactly. know how to work them yeah. Donna Air asked the cause how they first met yeah, this exactly. year as well. So you know, there we go. Come on, it leave, it, leave the nineties uh, UK MTV references alone now. <laughs> Sorry, okay, gentlemen. <laughs> Let's if do the WhatsApp room. Go home. Um, it's sunny outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk about the championship this week because uh, there's a full fixture list today. Apart from, can I just ch- jump in really quickly? Actually, a couple of things. Go, go on. No, you go first. Bolton are relegated. Yes, mm. that, that was what I was going to say. Uh, Forestieri's goal against Norwich. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and I was going to say it because if you look at it again, it was a carbon copy but with the left foot instead of the right foot of Beckham's free kick for England against Greece. Exactly the same position, exactly the same part of the goal. It wasn't goal. a free kick, though. 
Uh, oh no, I'm, thinking, I'm talking about I'm talking about a different game, aren't I? No, well, there was a, there, you're talking about the equalising goal for Norwich. Yes, I'm talking about that goal. Oh, first year his goal was better. That was than a beauty. That. Sorry, was I got confused. The, the free kick equaliser yes. was exactly the same in circumstances, in position, in execution. It was similar. with the left foot to the right. It was not similar, Marcus. It was exactly the same. Forest year's goal was better. <laughs> it was. He unleashed that. I, I forgot about that. For some and reason. when he unleashed that, I swear. I could hear Elton in my ear going, Rocket Man. It was such <laughs> and I think a it's going to be a long, long time. Are you just going to sing through the whole show? Well, we're almost done, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves, yeah. Um, but there's more uh, championship today, isn't there? So yeah, we'll yeah, leave that alone. Absolutely, absolutely there, but whatever, Leeds yeah. are throwing it away. Okay, let's go <laughs> to the WhatsApp group. Yeah. You got a little jingle for that, Pete? What's up? Welcome, everybody. Now, last Thursday, when I made my triumphant return from Mexico. It was really... a return. <laughs> A slight return, as the blue tone sang. There you Only go. Got seven. No, you, you—that's that your fault, Peter. That's your fault. Oh, that was Marblehead Johnson. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Yeah, sorry. Get the songs right if you're going to sorry. sing. Sorry. Right. Um, I witnessed a little piece of history at the Azteca Stadium in Mexico. I went to the old stadium. I saw the plaques. I saw the plaque that commemorated Maradona's goal against England, the uh, the, the match of the century, Italy okay. versus West Germany, the two World Cup winners who have played at that stadium, 1786. Lot of, lot of plaques. An awful, I couldn't believe, <laughs> if you're a Plax dentist, City. don't go there. Um, <laughs> but it was it was a wonderful old stadium. I saw Cruz Azul play... Blue uh, Cross? Yes, play uh, Queretaro, which you will all remember, uh, Ronaldinho's former club. Right. One of many. Right. Ronaldinho's former what club. What was the score? It was 3-0 right. to Cruz Azul. Uh, I witnessed Milton Caraglio score the 10,000th goal in the Azteca Stadium. How many of those were by Romario? I don't <laughs> think he ever played there off the top of my head. Maybe he did. I don't know. Okay. Um, what's, his, what's his name? Who scored it? Uh, Milton Caraglio. A bit of a journeyman. And when he scored the 10,000th goal, fireworks went off. Nice. nice. It was a big thing. And do you know what was funny? They went 1-0 up earlier in the game, did Cruz Azul. And people think, because I, I turned up to the stadium, but there was only about 15,000 in there. This mm. 87,000 capacity stadium now is. It used to be about 100 million thousand of, the, yeah. you know, when they would pack them all in. Mm. Uh, and uh, everyone was going, oh, we could, we could see the 10,000th goal. And I thought, oh, that, that'd be quite nice. Although it is just another goal. Yeah. Uh, and when it went on fire, you'd think it was like New Year's Eve. It was, <laughs> it was absolutely mad. Ruled, uh, ruled off uh, for VAR. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that'd be off. But do you know what, though? It was just as well. It was him who scored for the, well, the home side, really, a Club America there, but they they are the home side for the moment. But it was nearly like a really crappy like goalkeeping error for, oh, the, for no. the ten. It was nearly. <laughs> the like, like the first goal in the Spurs stadium. Exactly, yeah. yeah underwhelming. Um, fortunately, yeah. this was a thumping diving header. Right. But they, they went on to win 3 0. He was presented with a plaque of his. They love a plaque there. Oh, he lovely. was presented with all that after. And I did think to myself, it wasn't his 10,000th goal. <laughs> yeah, he didn't score any of the others. <laughs> Don't be rotten. He deserves yeah. that. He, well, he's he, made himself part of history. He certainly yeah. is. Yeah. Get but another plaque on the wall. Did you ever go at him for trying to get you to pick up a marker? You were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was marking? Who was marking Big Milton? I do not know. Did, uh, did, uh, was, who scored the first Wembley goal? Was it David Bentley? Who scored the first? Uh, no, it was an Italian player. It the new was, Wembley. Oh, it was right. for the England. Uh, it was Italy I got a friend of mine, Massimo Macaroni. No, it wasn't Macaroni. Yeah. Right. Either um, way, did they get a plaque? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. We, more uh, plaques in football. No, we, VAR, more plaques. More, that's what I say. more statues, more plaques. Okay. Um, <laughs> although they'll start the, the David Beckham statue. So you go down that road, <laughs> you can it can be a, a tricky one. Um, oh, it's Pat Sini, apparently. Pat uh, Sini. Yeah, there we go. Um, 
Gianpaolo? Yeah. Why not? Just eh? do that. Pazzo used to do that. Yeah, do the eyes. Uh, we'll finish with this. We've, we've talked a little bit about George Weyer, president of Liberia. It's always worth reminding ourselves. He's been having trouble with snakes recently. Oh, dear. I saw the headline, Snakes Force Liberian President George Weyer Out of Office. Yeah. But it was not out of the job. It was just literally out of the office. He's been working the from home. The geographical location. But he's okay. He's been working at home from his private residence. Mm. And, uh, and, and the snakes and... will be beaten, I'm sure. <laughs> so I read this on the BBC News website. <laughs> yes. And uh, the story is exactly as you recount it, Mark. Did you think they were being metaphorical? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I, but what I did like at the end is, is the BBC website has a section uh-huh. at the Emirates that says, you may also like, and it gives you a selection of other stories to click on. Oh, yeah. Just right. with the headline. Oh, yeah. The four linked to this story. <laughs> no, I'm not going to get any of this up. The four headlines are, rats chase Nigerian leader from office. <laughs> Number two, snake ate... Chase! Mis- down the road! Yeah. Snake ate missing monkey, says Clark. Uh, police rescue man from baby squirrel uh-huh. and daredevil raccoons skyscraper climb. There's <laughs> a lot of yeah. animal related stories on the BBC. Well, should, if, if you're clicking on a story about a president of a nation, mm. those ones shouldn't be lined up ready no, for your next read. People aren't clicking because they're interested in the snakes. They're interested <laughs> no. in, the pre- in the president. Well, if well, if we're uh, talking on the WhatsApp group, the other uh, news from a uh, from a uh, African president, Ugandan uh, president wants to ban oral sex. Says, oh, yeah. the, says the mouth is for eating. Mm. They're not mutually exclusive. No. Yeah, just don't do it at the same time. That's yeah, what I yeah, yeah. <laughs> You could do. Could it be, do what you want. Do what you want. Do what you want. Do yeah. what you want. All right, well, Jim, I hope we'll be back on Thursday. Yeah. Um, speaking of... No, I won't say that. Easy. <laughs> speaking of <moral> sex. <laughs> <laughs> there we are, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you on Thursday. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thanks. Thanks, Pete Donaldson. Nom nom. And thank you, listeners, <laughs> for getting through this nonsense. was a Radio Staccano production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.